LMR franchise. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm loving my life at this very moment. I done did everything that I wanted to. I talked to my exes the other day. Told the girl only thing that I want is you. I ran up a check, now I'm turning they next. Young nigga winning, they loving my flex. My time is now, no, I am not next. That's it for greatness, I'm one of the best. She ran up on me and took one to the chest. He dropped in the whip, I done dropped in the not in real life, I'm just trying to compare. I hit him my lane, you know what there. Hello, my franchise. Pick the location, let's get it. I'm there. I come by myself, don't need no niggas. Personal kill, don't need no witness. Song two. Here we go, here we go. Yes, sir, ski. This is a great idea. LMR JV, let's go. Officially tuned in to another episode of the Guiding Light. It's your one and only host, Demonte Hood, aka Mr. Recording at Night. This is my first time ever uh, recording this late. It's like mad late. Uh, so we, we, we Mr. Nick at Night right now. Um, cutie applause. As I'm recording this, um, I just got done watching uh, the finals. I don't know if uh, anybody else is really tuned into the finals right now. Um, I'm not a big, I'm not a big Boston Celtics fan per se, right? I like the history of the Celtics. I like, you know, how they were going back, back and forth with um, Magic Johnson, all these guys. Um, and actually, and fast forward, if we go to 2008, I read, uh, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett. I wasn't a big Paul Pierce fan. I never really have been. I thought Paul Pierce was, I thought Paul Pierce was good, but I'm like, bro, you're not, I, I didn't, and I'm not throwing shots at Paul Pierce because he is the truth, but I just didn't think he was as good as how they were talking about how they were. I thought Ray Allen was that guy. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely uh, 100 with you. I thought Ray Allen was that guy, 
But um, and I I've always respected K, uh, KG's heart, Kevin Garnett. I respect his heart because he was just on a different level as far as intensity, as far as being like the spiritual animal, the spiritual warrior for that team. Um, so I respect the Boston franchise. Even I'm, I'm missing Rondo. Uh, Rondo came out so hard as like a youngin straight out of Kentucky. And he kind of had to be thrown into to the wolves. Um, a little foreshadowing right there because I got a, 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 some zoology we're going to throw in here today. Um, yeah, he was thrown into the wolves early, 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 early. And he had to kind of learn on the fly. And the, the funny thing is, he was just like the perfect point guard for that time period. And they had uh, some really good guys coming off the bench. Eddie House, um, man, I, um, couple, a couple really good defensive guys, um, Tony Allen, um, Kendrick Perkins, like just guys like that. You get what I'm saying? So guys like that, that could uh, come in and play their roles to the T. Right. Because sometimes on the championship team, when you're bringing all those uh, attributes together, you kind of need one or two guys to be like, oh, to do this, this and this and um, really, you know, play that play those roles to the T. Because if you look at it, if you go fast forward to the Heatles, right, if if Chris, if Chris Bosh doesn't get that rebound off the rim and pass and Ray Allen isn't in a corner for that jump shot. They lose that that's LeBron takes a, a really deep three. Right. And he misses. And I'm like, oh, game's over. I'm like, this game is, is over. Um, but Chris Bosh, right place, right time. You know, from all the all those years with Toronto, just being a double double machine, gets a rebound, passes to young Shuttlesworth. Who's in the corner? Who does what he's been doing best? Right. And uh, I feel like that was a real life moment because I lived that moment because I was watching them. Like, oh, man, LeBron did it again, because you got to think they lost that first year. They talking like not six, not seven, not eight, not. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was a lot of hype around them. And then it was like he takes the shot. He misses. And it's like, oh, shoot. Not back-to-back losses from the Heatles. Not back-to-back losses with LeBron, D-Wade. And realistically, the subject line for today is life in seconds. Right? So there's so much hype around them. And LeBron cramped up against Dallas the year before. Right? He cramps up in like a game three or four where it was really key. Like if he doesn't cramp or if he doesn't, you know... um. If he doesn't go down, do they win that game? Right? Do they win that game at that point? Um, yeah. So that's that was kind of one of the one of the two things that I was uh, um, just thinking about in life in seconds. So let's say LeBron gets more treatment before the game. Does he cramp? Let's say LeBron gets treatment on the bench. Does he cramp? Let's say LeBron drinks more water on the bench. Does he cramp? Let's say you know what whatever the case may be, life. In seconds, um, my quote of the quote of the day is uh, from Marita. Um, she didn't want to remain anonymous, so we can we can name drop, and um, we're gonna break down this quote. Right, so I live my life with faith, love, love, and unconditional love. Let love be. Repeat, repeat, repeat. 
that's that's uh that's my, that's me rewinding the tape. That when so if y'all had an original VCR, that's how you just you know you just hit the button. It's a, that's how you rewind the tape. I live my life with faith, love, and unconditional love. Let love be. Let's go ahead and break that down. Um, let's love be. Um, I feel like that can be anything. Um, when I hear that, and it's funny, I'm going to do a little sidebar. I don't like bees, like actual stinging bees like that sting you. No, I don't like I don't like bees at all. The thing is, when it gets colder outside, the bees fly south, which is funny because it's like, oh, it's getting cold. Like, do you have a little bee backpack and you, you about to pack up your little bee family and what y'all about? To, like, how you even know which way to go? Like, how you even know which way is south? Um, which is funny. But um, let love be is just to let love, to love someone, to open your heart, to love, to uh, to be in love, right? To let love be, right? To be all in love, all in love and stuff. Um, love and unconditional love, I think, goes hand in hand. Really, this sounds like a, a, a Hallmark card, this, this quote that she gave me. Um, that's what that sounds like. Uh, I live my life with faith, right? I think that's kind of speaks for itself, right? I think anybody that is religious. I live my life with faith, right? I think anybody that um, prays, I live my life with faith. If you go into any situation, uh, any situation before and you're having social anxiety, if you have any anxiety at all, if you're nervous, right? If you're nervous to, to present, if you're nervous to speak, um, you live your life with faith, right? You 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 may do something to make you comfortable in those moments, in that moment in time, um, and so yeah, that's that's uh, living your life with faith, right? So life in seconds. Um, give me two seconds. As I'm recording at night, I'm kind of doing this under the lights a little bit. So it's it's kind of a, it's, it's a vibe right now. So I'm really kind of liking the shindig that we got kind of set up. Um, this has a heads up. But life in seconds. So um, 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 life in seconds. So my first example that I want to give, cause you're wondering like life in seconds, what does that mean? And then we can actually go back to the quote that we had earlier life in seconds. So when you meet someone, um, sometimes it is, it could be love at first sight, right? Let love be unconditional love, all these things, um, let love be, um, life in seconds, right? So, um, when you see someone, that moment, a person, because I've, I've asked people, do you believe in love at first sight? And a lot of people are romantics, right? There's a lot of romantic people out here. And when they say stuff like that, it's it's um, it's like in that moment, I fell in love with you. And it could be four seconds. It could be five seconds. It could be two seconds. It could be a minute, right? And But pretty much you want to encapsulate that minute for the rest of your life. So 
um, through hard times, through whatever, through death, through tragedy, through good times is I loved you in that minute. And I want to encapsulate that minute for the rest of my life. Pretty much is what that means to me. Um, so to get to the darker side, Luke, I am your father. Um, there are bad life and second moments. Um, um, there is a, uh, let's say you're crossing the, uh, a stop walk or a stop walk, a stop light or whatever, you know, um, and it's a default light, right? The light is defaulted, but you have the walk signal. You have the Walkman, right? You have the Walkman where it's like, you're good to go, but this is a default light, right? So you don't know that though. You can't see the light. You just see the, 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 the white walk guy to the signal you to walk. And let's say you go to go walk across the street and you get hit by a bus, So um, in that in that situation, it was a second or two for you to walk, but it was something that you couldn't really control. It's under unexplainable things to where to where it's like I, I had no control over that. I did everything I was supposed to do in unforeseen circumstances. Right. Um, school selection. You know, within a couple minutes, if you like, you know, let's say it's it's uh, your tour date. You're gonna go see, um, I don't know, Green Light University, or I don't Stoplight University, right? Um, and in that moment, um, either you love Stoplight University, right? Your decision is to go see the school and or whatever, and it's like, uh, actually, no, I don't. Right. There could be one or two things that just like you just knew in those moments that, nah, this isn't for me. It could be a coach. It could be the dorm. It could be the major. It could be you following a girl. You're following your friends, the location. Like there's a moment in seconds where it's like, um, I want to go see this, this, this and this. But um, there's there's a certain thing that just, you know, when I knew it wasn't the right fit for me, right? And again, it could be, you know, you're going with this girl, you're going with this girl to school and, um, and, uh, you know, she changes her mind, you change your mind, you get cold feet or you guys break up or you guys aren't as in love as you thought you were, whatever the case may be with that, right? You can be going with friends and then, you know, you get to the summer, you know, it's, it's about that time for you to, you know, wrap it up for the fall. And it's like, and it's like, um, well, maybe you're not as close as you thought you were during the summer when it's time to go up to school, but you've made this big decision to go to school with this person. It could be location, right? I remember once getting a, um, an offer to, to play basketball in Wisconsin and I'm like, bro, I'm not going to Wisconsin. Like, yeah, I'm not. And that was life in seconds. Like there was, they, uh, I want to say it was Marion University. 
it was a D3 school in, in Wisconsin, and they're like, they're like, yeah, um, uh, we want you to come down. We got this tour set up for you. Um, but immediately I'm thinking about the cold ass winter. Like this is Wisconsin. I don't, and first and foremost, I don't know anything about Wisconsin. You know, the only thing I know is that y'all like wear cheese on your head and y'all celebrate out in the cold. Um, I, I don't, you know, it's a reason they call Lambo the frozen tundra. It's cause it's cold. It's freezing. So, um, I don't know if, if, uh, that's for me. Um, so I didn't even really entertain the idea realistically because I'm like, um, I, I just don't think that, I don't think that would be a good, I, realistically, I'm going to be real with you. I was like, they gave me the keys to the ship early. They're like, yeah, this, you know, we want you to start ASAP, all this stuff. And, uh, it sounded really good on paper. Like it sounded laid out for me, but it was just the fact that it was going to be free. Like I'd be freezing my ass off. And um, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm a, uh, I am from, you know, Michigan, right? I am a Michigander, but that's a, I feel like that's a different type of cold, but I, I'm describing something that I don't even know. This really, it was really just ignorance. I don't, I don't know if it was really that cold. I've never been to Wisconsin still to this day. Um, so I don't know. Um, a dorm, right? Let's say, uh, how the dorm room is set up, you just didn't like the setup of it, right? You didn't like um, how this was set up or how that was set up or you didn't have a window in your dorm, right? And you're like, man, what? I ain't got no window in there. You know, um, so I think that could be one thing. Coaches, right? Coaches are kind of the biggest thing when it comes to, like, if we're talking athletes as far as decisions, um, because let's say a coach is dealing with uh some a situation where um a situation where he has to leave the program before you get there or he gets fired in the middle of a program while you're there or anything like that um anything in those situations where um that coach's decision or that coach that recruited you there is no longer there and it's like um and it's like um well this this, this coach was the whole reason I I came to this school in the first place so the fact that he's gone now is uh, kind of changes the trajectory of what I want to do, um, which is crazy. Um, yeah, even uh, to, to hone in on that uh, coaching and the, the subject line of life in seconds, um, Joe Theismann, if we remember Joe Theismann, they're really good quarterback. Uh, I want to say it was Washington. I want to say he was for the Redskins. And um, this is around the time, uh, if you remember Joe Theismann, you remember Joe Theismann. Um, but Joe Theismann, football player, Redskins quarterback, and um, he always hikes the ball. And um, I, I want to say someone missed an assignment or someone was late to an assignment or something. And uh, Lawrence Taylor, LT, one of the hardest hitting safeties in the league. Not really a safety. He was, uh, I think, a defensive tackle. But he he bull, bull rushes the line and um, um, gets past the offensive lineman, the guard of the tackle. I can't remember. I've never been an offensive lineman. Um, but he gets past the lineman, and he literally tackles Joe Theismann. But when he tackles him, his body contorts into a weird motion. And when I say contorts, my man's fucked up his leg. Like his leg was all over the place. Like um, 
it looked like some some noodles just, you know, and not to be so uh, relaxed when I say this, but like his legs was really messed up, you know, and I want to say he broke his leg in all type of weird places. That's life in seconds. So if that lineman picks up that block, if there's a false start, if there's a flag on the play, if if a uh, coach calls a timeout or if, if any situation like that where you have to, let's say a bird. This this has happened all the time. A bird flies onto the field at a weird moment and it's like life in seconds. Right. So that, that delay two or three, let's say LT gets more relaxed. The uh, the field team comes on the, to the field, gives them some water, whatever the situation may be. Life in seconds is that uh, in those a matter of few seconds, um, uh, uh, things change. Um, and maybe Joe Theismann lives, uh, lives, he, not like he died. Um, he, he'll have, uh, a fruitful career where he doesn't have that, that bad of an injury. Um, uh, fast forward, um, Alex, I can't remember Alex's last name. Um, but he was the starter before Patrick Mahomes became the starter of the Kansas city chiefs. Um, he had a kind of a freak injury, just like the Joe Theismann. It was kind of very similar um, in in a degree where it was really bad. Um, and uh, yeah, so just just imagine if if one or two things change, um, what could happen? Um, I would I remember watching A Thousand Ways to Die. Um, it was a hit TV show. Um, um, yeah, it was a hit TV show. Um, and uh, there was a hockey injury where um, a guy got like body checked and um, the, the blade from his cleat or uh, however you want to phrase it from his boot um, sliced one of the goalies in the neck. And it was, you know. A chain of events. And yeah, so I mean, when you're playing these juggernaut juggernaut sports, it's it's what it is. It's it's um two Goliaths going at each other and when you're when you're going at each other like that, things happen. Um and sometimes it's just, it could be the weirdest of things that happen. So um life in seconds, you know, life can change literally in the matter of of a few seconds for the good and for the bad. Um, I'm going to keep uh, keep that momentum going. We're going to switch over to zoology, right? Um, I was just calling, uh, you know, some of the some guys earlier. Actually, the, the guy that I uh, mentioned on the beginning of the song, actually, I wanted to to uh, tell him uh, how much I really love that song, man. Uh, the song was real melodic and it was a really nice, a really good song. But um, I was telling him about the lion and the gazelle, the lion and the gazelle uh, argument where the lion is uh, the lions are on the hunt. Right. The lions need food. It's the predator and the prey debate to where, you know, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes where you have the fire flight simulation where your instincts kick in when you're under attack. Right. So uh, when it comes to food and being a hunter and the hunter, um, the lioness does the hunting for the lion, right? The the lion doesn't even do the hunting most of the time. It's the lioness, it's the female lion that brings the food back to the lion. 
and I want to say it's a gazelle that they that lion said. I don't know if uh, if it's a cheetah or the lion that hunts the gazelles, but they be hungry. They be hungry. Um, so uh, the lioness goes and sets up maybe with another uh, couple of lioness, or maybe go. Maybe it's in the pack. Maybe it goes by itself. Um, but they go and go uh, hunt for food, and in situations like that. Let's say a gazelle spots the lioness. And in that moment in time, the lion, uh, the gazelle has to make a decision. Right. And it's going to be a business decision. Right. Because um, uh, your life is on the line. Um, And um, um, let's say gazelle. It um, runs in a um, uh, zigzag pattern, right? Because I've I've once seen that if you're ever like if ever if someone's ever shooting at you or on an attack, it's good to go run. Don't run straight because it's like oh this dummy's gonna run straight, right? If you run straight, I could just shoot that aim my gun and just shoot you from there. But if you run in a zigzag pattern, it's man I can't. You know it's kind of hard for you to aim. And to see, because I don't know which way you go run. I'm guessing at that point. It's a guesstimation. It's a prediction, right? So, if the the if you ever looked, if you've ever took the time out to look at, you know, how the gazelle runs from a lion, it doesn't run in a straight pattern, right? First of all, the the lion, or if we're describing a cheetah or a leopard or anything like that, um, it it it's faster. It's fierce. It's ferocious, and it's way faster than the gazelle. Uh, well, I don't know, because a lion or a lioness, a cheetah, well, a cheetah is way different because they're just fast and they're really sleek and the way that they're built is completely different. Um, but if you if you have a, a lion, which is heavier mass and a heavier body, and I think this is maybe why the lioness, now that I'm saying it, I think this is maybe why the lioness does the hunting is because it's it's the, the lioness has a little bit less weight than the lion right the lion has a lot of weight and it's kind of tough for maybe a, the male lion to um to continue to hunt um this podcast is brought to you by no i'm just kidding um uh, the lion, the, excuse me, the lioness is hunting the gazelle. So if the gazelle runs in the zigzag pattern, it's trying to throw the lioness off of its trail. But let's say there's a little twig in the lioness. You see this in scary movies all the time, you know, when they're running from the killer and they slip and fall because they're, they're trying to protect themselves. They're not looking at like, as they're running, they're not, is, is there a rock down there? You know what I'm saying? They're not looking down on the ground to see if if I'm going to trip over this, this, and this, right? They're just trying to protect themselves. So let's say the gazelle trips over something and falls flat on their face. Um, In that situation, um, yeah, I mean, it's... Doo, 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 doo. If you've ever played Pac-Man, you know what that sound is. You out of lives at that point. Um, so yeah, um, and same thing I put, uh, if we're continuing with this, uh, biology and the kingdom of, uh, 
kingdom of animals and animal kingdoms and all these things like that, your uh, your hyenas, right? The hyenas moving, their hyenas also move in packs and they are very scary looking and just, I don't even know what, I don't even know what the hyena is. I don't even know what family of animal kingdom that comes from. Uh, that's a different type of biology where I just don't know because it all evolves from something, right? It all evolves eventually into something, right? Life evolves into whatever, right? Because, right, dinosaurs, dinosaurs are extinct, right? Um, I mean, dinosaurs weren't always extinct. Dinosaurs, you know, dinosaurs eventually evolved into something, right? So, um um, as the hyena is on the chase, 12, 13, 14, 11, 10 uh, hyenas on a chase, um, you can fall into a rock, a, a twig, a ditch, and they'll pounce on you. And when they pounce on you, they're pouncing with the mass production of whoever they're with, right? Again, they, they move in crowds. They set predator, predator prey, fight or flight. Um, instincts and they're, they're, your back is against the wall. And it's kind of like, how can um, you react? Um, keeping that momentum going uh, for a switch overturn, we are going from I, I've, I've heard uh, simultaneously that you are always a second or two from knowing somebody. Right. So you're always six, six or five, four or five seconds from knowing somebody or two or three people from knowing somebody. Um, and it could just be a mutual friend, a brother, a sister, a friend from here, friend from high school, friend from middle school, friend from college, friend from work, friend from sewing club, a friend from bingo, a friend from bike club, a friend from run club, a friend from food club. Whatever club, 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 club you in that, um, you know, you're always a person or two for meeting someone. Let's say you're coming into the party. They're leaving out of the party. You're leaving out of the party. They're coming into the party. You're 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 always a, a moment in time, life in seconds from meeting someone or knowing someone. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you could you could go to a, 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 a party and you like, man, I'm trying to meet that one tonight. But she already left two hours ago. You don't even know that. Right. But as you're talking and socializing with the party, you know, so and so was like, man, you would be I have a friend that's she's an accountant over here, here, here. And, and she would be awesome if you met this person and life in seconds. Right. And let, let's set it up. Let's do this dinner date. This and you can meet this person to meet that person. And I'm like, I know you'll be perfect for all this stuff. And um, you're like, you, you you might play it off. You're like, man, no, nah, I mean, baby girl in the corner that, you know, that banker over there in the corner looking mighty fine. So I might, you know, I might go holler at her baby girl by the bar looking <laughs> she, the way she mixing them drinks. I ain't never had no uh, Bahama mama like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to see what that Bahama mama is like, you know, so you never really know. um you know, how you can interact with someone or how you can meet someone because um, the circumstances could change, right? That uh, Bahama mama behind the bar, she might have a little Bahama baby, you know what I'm saying? And that Bahama baby is calling and is sick or whatever. And so that Bahama mama's got to leave. Shoot, now you may be forced to do this obligation where you're like, well, I guess you can set it up for me to meet so-and-so and, you know, or whatever, right? You may leave. You have this dinner date with so-and-so uh, for 
next week Tuesday on the calendar and you get in the car, you like, dang, man, that party was cool. And, you know, you get hungry, stop at, you know, wherever, meet somebody, meet another woman at the Taco Bell or something like that or the McDonald's or a fast foodie. I'm, I'm, I'm name dropping, but you might meet a, a lady at the fast foodie and it's like, oh, shoot, I actually had a dinner date for Tuesday to meet with somebody. But the vibe that I'm catching from you right now is so unbelievable and undeniable that shoot, forget that dinner date or whatever. Or you might still, you know, you might, you know, put that in the memory bank for later. Like, all right, well, let's, you know, let's convene later and you talk and you text or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. Again, you're always a second or two from knowing someone, you know, through mutual friends, through connections, through anything. Um, and that's kind of the preview of this episode is that you could always be so close to uh, meeting someone or being with someone that um, you just don't even know it, right? It, it can be unforeseen circumstances that you just don't know about. Um, and again, that's just life, right? I think we get so busy and wrapped up in life that we don't truly understand sometimes how to, um, sometimes how to just slow down and just not, just, just be, just having a lazy Sunday or whatever the case may be, right? Um, where you just, you know, life moves really, it eclipses, right? Life eclipses at a high speed, at a high rate. Um, and so, yeah, so sometimes it's kind of hard to slow certain, certain things down, but hey, man, that's the, I mean, that's what we were born into, right? Sometimes life, he put on them gloves and he hit your ass like Tyson, right? Um, and you got to be kind of prepared for that. And sometimes you truly aren't prepared and you get knocked out in the first round. Right. Because uh, that was a hard punch. And sometimes it's, it's hard to recover from those punches. Sometimes the punch like you just didn't even expect it at all. And it's just like, oh, my God, life is 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 knocking me the hell out. Right. Um, and, um, you know, sometimes you can evade evade that uh, that or situation or whatever. But again, life is something that is is, is very fragile, is very special, is very uh, however you want to put words to it. But um, life is something that we're all living and we're just trying to manage it and not fuck it up pretty much. It's like, hey, man, I got this thing I call life. I'm just trying not to fuck it up. That's it. That's it, dog. That's it. Um, yeah. Um, um, I once um, met a person. Um, when I was very, very young, um, life in seconds, right? Let love be unconditional love. And this is kind of, uh, for Raymond or, um, uh, a story of endearment to, to shout out this person. Um, I met this person, you know, I played basketball. I had, I lived in this, like, street where like I would go to someone's house to go play basketball or whatever. I'd knock on the door. Hey, can I, hey, can I, uh, you know, my voice wasn't how it is now is, hey, can I, uh, can I shoot some hoops? And, uh, knocked on the door and, um, um, this, you know, the lady that had this basketball hoop was kind of a neighborhood spot where just neighborhood kids go to play basketball. And, um, I knock on the door and uh, she's like, yeah, of course, we, uh, you know, you can play basketball or whatever. And um, this lady is so this is kind of down the street from my house at the time. 
And the lady across the street is like, hey, you guys over there, come here. Stranger danger, stranger danger. Man, hell no, I ain't going over there. Lady, I don't know you. Right? I don't, lady, I don't know you. My mom said, don't be talking to strange people. Um, But I'm fucking stupid, too. So let's not forget that. Fucking retarded. Intellectual disability, however you want to name it. So I go over to, um, I go over there. I got my brother with me, so I'm not too worried. I'm like, it's, first of all, no offense to women, but I'm, I think I was like 10 or 11. I'm, I'm, but again, I don't give a fuck, right? I'm 10 or 11 and I don't know this person. So I'm like, yo, if she tries something, I'm gonna knock this bitch out. You just make sure we can, you secure the exit, but I'm gonna knock this bitch out if she fucking, if she does anything weird. I'm gonna let you know that now. I'm knocking her the fuck out. Um, so we get up to the door, uh, walk up the stairs or whatever, and I'm like, hey, what you want, lady? And she's like, hey, we see you guys playing basketball there over time. Someone wants to meet you. Real like mafia type style. I'm like, someone wants to meet me. She don't know me. <laughs> I'm like, she don't know me, dog. You don't be knowing me out here in these streets. You don't know me, lady. So I walk. <laughs> Again, I got my brother with me, so I'm not too worried, right? I give him that look. I give him that look like, hey, you watching them, you watching them doors? Because again, I got the, <laughs> I got these fists and I'm ready to go fist the cups on the motherfucker if I have to. So, <laughs> so I go inside and it's this lady kind of reclined. Um, not, nothing too weird to me. She seems really pale. She's got curly, wavy hair. She's kind of she's a redhead and she just seems relaxed. I mean, it's a summer day. It's mad cool up in here. I'm like, damn, y'all got the AC blasting. <laughs> and I get in there and she got a couple cats, you know, and it just kind of seems like a warm environment. Um, I get in there and, um, you know, kind of make myself at the crib. You know what I'm saying? I get mighty comfortable. And she the, the, eventually I found out this lady that opened the door and kind of called out to us was her caregiver. Um, I didn't know that initially coming up to me. I'm just thinking trader danger dare to be different. Right. Um, so I get in there and the caregiver explains who she is. I'm so-and-so, so-and-so I take care of Michelle, Michelle. Uh, I'm like, okay. And she's doing some fiddling with some stuff in her little tray that she got in front of her. And I'm like, uh, okay. Um, and she's like, I want to tell you guys my story. I'm like, lady, I don't even know you. Like, why? Do, you know, hey, I'm t- it's hey, it's three o'clock. It's the summer. It's hot outside. I'm trying to hoop. I ain't really trying to listen to no stories right now. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't you know. Look at no Dr. Seuss to say no cat in the hat. I ain't trying to hear no stories, lady. Um, But she tells me life in seconds, mind you. Remember that she's like, hey, I used to be uh, apothecary or, you know, f- uh, flower shop. I owned a flower shop and I used to uh, grow flowers and plant seeds, the mulch, the dirt, the water, and all this stuff. And I had a nice shop and it was really small. I did it with my husband. Again, I'm hearing all this stuff and I'm like, OK, flowers, cool, shop, cool. You know, this isn't this. I'm like, 
dang, man, I'm like, man, I got my ball over there still. I hope nobody, you know, it's a neighborhood hoop, you know, neighborhood hoop. And I'm like, and I'm like, man, I hope nobody steal my ball. My mama just bought me that ball. <laughs> um, I'm listening, but I'm not really listening because, again, I don't really care. You got cats. I'm not a big cat person. We have a dog. Um, at the time, we had a dog. I don't even like these cats. Get this cat away from me. Um, uh, so I sit down, she's telling me this, this, and this, and she says, one day, uh, I opened a little bit later than I usually do. I opened a little bit later and someone came in and they robbed the store. And she said she kind of froze when they robbed the store. They came in with guns, right? And when they came in with guns, she didn't know what to do, right? She froze, which is natural. When someone has a gun to you, you're not about to be like, like, let me hit this Billie Jean moonwalk real quick. No, you're not. You 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 panic naturally. Um, shoot, she panicked. I think uh, they were rob- they robbed her or whatever. She might have moved, fidgeted or whatever that made these robbers nervous and they shot her. Um, and when they shot her, they shot her in her lower region. Maybe I, now that I think about it, maybe what your clavicle is what your C1 and C7. So I think it's maybe the thoracic region, which is maybe I think the thoracic is your T6 to T12, which is your vertebrae, which is your spinal cord, which is your spinal cord, which is connected to your head, um, um, which is all this, this and that. So. I want to say they shot her in the back, her lower back region, uh, maybe above her pelvic girdle to where she was, uh, she was paralyzed. She could, uh, she couldn't, she could no longer, uh, walk after that, after, uh, they robbed her, shot her. Um, and when that happened, um, she was scared, right? She was scared after that of going outside. She was scared for a really long time, really, really long time. And um, which is natural, which makes sense. So now that I'm telling the story, because I haven't really told this to many people, actually. Um, now that I'm telling the story, it's kind of a big deal that she allowed us to be in her space. Right. Especially a person who fears the outside, who has fear of the outside world is allowing you to be in their in their space with you, um, especially after something like that happened. Um, she said they were masked up. She didn't really see who they were. She didn't know who they were um, or anything like that. So when she was shot um, again, there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of fear and I didn't look this up, but I'm sure there's a fear of going outside. I'm sure that's a real thing. Um, um, yeah, so she sits in her recliner every day. She has to get her caregiver has to bathe her, has to feed her, has to do this, this and that because she has no longer loose, uh, no longer loose, no longer use of those lower extremities, right? Their lower leg and the lower body she has no use of. So she can't just go running. She can't go jogging life in seconds. She can't go to the I mean, she can go to the movies. Right. But does she want to go to the movies? 
Um, she can't just go out and jump in the car and go to the store. She can't just go out and jump in the car and go get food. She can't do a lot of these things. A lot of those privileges that we do every day was taken from her. So when you think about when you think about life and when you think about uh, how precious it is, it truly is in seconds. Let love be. Let love 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 unconditionally. So, um, yeah, that was just a story I wanted to share because um, I had learned that so early and that changed my life. I felt like I mean, I know I'm young. And I wasn't even, you know, my balls haven't even dropped at that point, right? I wasn't even a pre. Oh, well, yeah. What you're, pre- are you technically a preteen at twelve, or are you a preteen the whole time? I don't know. The preteen debate is for another time. But anyway, I was young. I was really young, and when I heard that, it kind of was like, it changed my whole day. And to think, um, fifteen twenty minutes ago, I wasn't even gonna go inside, and fifteen. Tw- 20, 25 minutes ago, I was about to punch the shit out of a caregiver. <laughs> My have things changed, right? <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So me and my brother left that day, like, with a new profound outlook on life. Um, because, yeah, that, that was a, a life-changing story. Um, I just think that whole situation was just really wild and um um it was just uh it was just big it was just big for us that day and i just think we felt differently that day i think um yeah we just uh we kind of you know there's little moments that make you appreciate the life that you live and those were one of those moments and i think that's what they were trying to set us set us up in a way to Appreciate life again, have life appreciation because shit, I did the same thing every day for on the summer. I was just trying to hone in on my craft as a as a baller, you know, uh, as a you know, and um I wasn't really thinking about too much other than that, to be completely honest with you, especially not for the summer. Um I think I was signed up for a couple of summer camps, so I'm trying to show out at these camps. So I wasn't really thinking about um <clears throat> I wasn't really thinking about anything. <clears throat> I wasn't really thinking about anything other than that. Um, there, you know, that was all that was on my mind, to be honest. Um, manifestation, I believe is real. Uh, dreaming. I think if you have goals, write down your goals. I think all that stuff is, is seemingly very, very real. I think if you manifest something and speak it into existence, that's very real. Um, I think situations like that were, you you believe something you you uh I believe I can and you already know the hot water that comes with that statements but um if you believe enough um in your dreams and who you are as a person and 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 what you're willing to do and you grind and you put the work in it'll show that's something I truly believe in I believe truly that it'll show It'll show in your craft. It'll show in how you are. It'll it'll show in little ways. It'll peek its head in little ways that you're like, whoa, um, you know, yeah. I've I've seen I've seen the work that I put in, and it's kind of nice to get the recognition for that or get, 
you know, the gratitude for that or just to kind of see it come into fruition. Like, man, I was just dreaming of this, you know, six years ago, five years ago. I was just dreaming about that. And that was real. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, just to put it in a different perspective for you. Um, um, and we talked about manifesting, um, you know, manifesting to me is artistic. And if we're going to get more uh, linguistic, um, uh, painting, right? Painting is a really a form of therapy, morality, art therapy. Um, and, and when you have these uh, therapeutic practices, uh, painting could be really a uh, healing sensing for the soul. And um, I say that to say, to go back to the subject line, let's say you're going to the store and they out of art supplies, but to, you're at a point where you're like, man, I got to put this on a canvas. I got to put this on a piece of paper. I got to get some brushes. I got to get a new brush for this, this, and this, because you have something that's burning, burning passion, burning desire in your heart to, to put it out and that uh, you want the, you know, the world to see it. And you're just like, man, I, I just want them to see this, this, and this, but um, they out of art supplies that day, life in seconds. Womp, womp, um, so you have to push it back, you know, and maybe when you push it back, you don't feel the same. You're not in that same mode. I think art artists, I, I don't think this, I know this, artists get into a certain mode where they are locked in, right? I think artists get into a certain mode where um, they're, they, they get to a creative expression, right? I can't remember if it's the left or the right side of your brain. Uh, I think if we're looking at the frontal lobe, if we're looking at your frontal lobe, um, past the cerebellum, past the pons, all this stuff, past the midbrain, past the parietal lobe, past the occipital lobe. If you get to the frontal lobe, if you're looking at an anterior view of your brain, I think it is, if we're in anatomical position, right to left, uh, I think it is the left, right, right to left. I think it's the right side of your brain. That's your creativity. Um, I think the right side of your brain, the right hemisphere is your creativity. Um, and um, I think um, that that side of your brain has to kick in. I think that side of your brain has to kick in to a certain point where you're like, OK, um, now it's hard to. Um, get in a creative space if you're not mentally there, right? Mentally, you always have to be mental, mentally aware, not mentally aware, but mental, mental health is just huge, right? Um, um, uh, mental health check-ins, always check in on your friends, right? Your, your happy friends, make sure you check in on your happy friends because um, there could be something really wrong that you just don't know. And they're putting on a brave face. That's what that's what people do. You know, people can really be hurting inside and not really um, not really express that or know how to even express that to a person. Right. Um, I believe that um, that 
um, it's hard for sometimes a person to open up. It's funny because it's it's like this is my closest friend. Why is it hard for me to open up to this person about what I'm going through? Um, and it could just be, I don't know, it could be a mental blockage. It could be anything, right? Um, um, I think that we have the hardest time opening up to the people that we're closest with sometimes. Um, but again, it's good to do these mental uh, health checks on your friends because you never know what they're going through. RIP Robin Williams, I feel like that was a big thing. Is he was literally the happiest person on this earth. Right. He was a person that spread, spread, spread a joy to other people. Um, and when he did, you know, things like that with his jokes, with his comedy, um, um, he wasn't mentally uh, OK himself. So he wasn't mentally doing that well himself, but he's spreading all this joy to other people. Um, so that to me is uh, also a big epithet that we just have to um we just have to pay attention to, you know, it's good to to do these things where, you know, to check on people and uh, um, even a, a little check. If you do. Uh, um, there's a song by uh, the Migos and it's like, I don't know how you feel. Can you tell me? Right. Really? I don't know how you feel. Right. I can't. I'm not you. Right. I don't know how you feel about um, about certain things. Um, and I say that to also say, um, um, you gotta, you gotta pay attention to, um, attention to signs if you can. Sometimes again, we get wrapped up in our own life to where it's kind of hard to, to pay attention to certain things. Um, but yeah, so something as simple as when you're going into a building, going into a party, um, asking a person like, you know, are you okay? Like you okay to go in? How you feeling? Are you cold? Are you hungry? Like little things like that is is mini check ins, right? That's a mini check in that you're doing with a person to make sure and to, to see like are you okay? You know, going into this, uh, going into wherever you know. Especially like again, we talked, we hit it on the head with social anxiety, borderline disorder, uh, borderline disorder, bipolarism, and uh, things like that. You know. Um, um, it's good to do it's good to do check ins with people because, again, you don't know um, how a person feels, you know, in certain situations. Well, that's all I got for y'all today. It's another episode of The Guy in Light. You already know who it is, man. One, uh, again, we're wrapping up season one really soon. Um, I think there's a couple more episodes I want to drop. Um, if you guys, again, if you guys know any uh, musical artists, fashion designers, um, have any good ideas for me for a good episode, get at me uh, on YouTube. Uh, searching Demonte Hood of the Guiding Light. I got a couple videos that are on there. Uh, check out the Mr. New York video. Check out a couple of my book reviews. I did a book re- book review on Black Privilege. Did a book review on uh, The Power of the Hustle, I think by 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson. Again, that goes along with the Mr. New York. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check me out on uh, all socials. I think 
Uh, I think the social media for the guiding light, uh, if you look on Instagram, is the guiding like, excuse me, is the guiding like four. Um, we're getting the Facebook page together um, as we speak. Um, the, my regular Instagram, personal Instagram, I think is dhood21. Um, so again, if you got any um, ideas, uh, like, subscribe, um, all that good jazz, man. I really appreciate the support. Um, yeah, you can check me out again on Spotify, uh, Google Play, Anchor FM, and then we're kind of working on getting it uh, on iTunes. Uh, so yeah, man, thanks a lot for uh, a lot of the support. Shout out to my friends who like and share all the videos. Thank you for checking it out, man. It's it's been fun. It's been um, it's been fun, and I feel like we've just getting better. Like we getting like some fine wine. It's been getting better and better over time. And again, I really appreciate the people that have been listening because shoot, yeah, this is why I did it. You know, I've wanted to do this little backstory. I wanted to do this for a while. Um, as far as the producing, the directing, I write most of my own scripts. So there isn't a person that really writes the scripts for me. Um, so I write my own scripts. I write, you know, I do a lot of producing and the directing. So um, this is kind of like my, you know, my my dream a little bit. So I've been I've been wanting to do this for a while. Um, so it's kind of nice to finally be in that zone in that space of recording and and um, and um, doing what I'm doing best. So thanks again for uh, for listening and rocking with me, man. I really appreciate it. One.